0: I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry, and Jeff. The noise you heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again. To coffee break with Mary B's fifth son. I am Jeff. Okay, let's get this week going. Uh, First of all, we have an exciting announcement. Next week, I will have my first guest, and it will be my brother Jerry, AKA Red. If you remember episodes ago when Michael Martin um, explained to Mr. Hackskins that my brother Jerry is actually Red. So he will be on, and we will be talking about, per request from my producer, We'll be talking about our days working at Marshall Fields, downtown Chicago, where my brother Jerry, me, and my brother Joe, we all met our wives. We all work there. Our wives work there. We work there. So we're going to discuss the days of the coffee shop right across the street from Marshall Fields called Mammie's. Uh, My mother worked at Marshall Fields. She worked in the walnut room as a waitress, and then later in life, She worked on the 10th floor in payroll. So if you were an employee, you could go upstairs on payday and cash your check. So of course, I went up there one day to cash my check. Went right over to my mother, thinking, maybe expecting she might toss me a few extra bucks, which, you know, she wasn't going to, but it was a nice dream I had. When she hands me my money back, it's $25 short. I said, mom, you shorted me 25. She goes, well, that's drinking money. I go, but you don't drink. She goes, but you do. And you drink across the street at the Blackhawk where two drinks and a bowl of peanuts for 25 bucks. So I'll hold your drinking money because you don't need it over there. So just look at it as a donation to your loving mother. So that was the last time, of course, I went to her station to cash my check. That's just one story of Marshall Fields. We will have other stories uh, next week with my brother, Jerry. It's going to be probably a very long episode, maybe a couple of years. It might last the way he goes on, but it'll be very interesting. Okay. Our coffee review this week is for our local Starbucks, which is in a Jewel food store in our downtown area. And when I went in there to get my Grande Pike no room, I asked, where's Rose, the manager? and she had retired so i'm gonna miss her because on the mornings that i would go in there and again get my grande pike no room um uh, she was great get in there about 6 30 in the morning she's the manager the only one there have a nice chat with her and uh, now she's gone but fortunately everyone else there the baristas uh the new manager, they're great. So I will miss Rose, but obla di, obla da, life goes on, and the coffee there is very good. Rose, we're gonna miss you at the downtown Starbucks. Take care. This week we're gonna talk about Grandma Millie, but before we do that, uh, we're going to talk about the movie Saturday Night Fever. How important coffee was in one scene. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All those women executives in my office, they all drink tea with lemon. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And they noticed that I too. I like coffee. You know? I drink coffee. Yeah. He takes her out for coffee, well, to go to a restaurant, and they're sitting there, and she's explaining to him, Stephanie McDonough, Madonna is explaining to Tony Monero why she likes tea. Because, you know, all the girls in the office drink tea and this and that. And he says to her, I like coffee. So that's a pivotal scene where she's trying to act like she's uppity, but he's just, let's say, a normal guy in New York. So what was interesting is he ordered the coffee with his hamburger. So, you know, we all thought Bouchard and my grandma will order coffee with their meal, but Tony Manero, the greatest dancer, disco dancer, actually orders coffee with his hamburger. I'm wondering if that drinking coffee made him a better dancer he did win the contest at the end, so maybe he did. Maybe it helped him, but we'll debate that in a later episode. Let's get to my mother. Not to my mother, yikes. My grandmother. She loved coffee. We used to go to this place called the Archview over on Archer Avenue, south side of Chicago. She would always order, of course, coffee with her meal. All the waitresses knew her there. One summer, 1984, she got mugged and lost the use of her right arm. So she was laid up in the house. She wouldn't let go of her purse, and the guy dragged her on a block. She was on, actually on CBS, she was one of the first people to get a victim's assistance, I think they called it, and uh, they had her on Channel 2, so. She was laid up that summer, 1984, she became a Cubs fan. So I went over there one day, and I was explaining to her, she had one of them old rotary phones, and I said, "Uh, you know, Grandma, when you're bored, you can dial zero, and you can get me. That's when I was an operator and grandma lived within the downtown area. If you dialed zero, you could take a chance and, and get, you know, you would get an operator, but you could also get, get me on there, you know, if you kept dialing. That was a big mistake because she would dial zero when the Cubs were winning. Her favorite player was Jody Davis. She would dial zero and keep dialing with a with pencil stuck in the, the mold rotary phones and zero until she would get me. And if the Cubs are winning, she goes, This is Jeffrey? I go, Yeah. She goes, This is Grandma Millie. Cubs are winning. And then hang the phone up. So, because I had explained to her that I'm zero. I'm not 411. I'm zero. Because she would always ask, Are you 411? No, I'm not information, Grandma. I'm zero. Okay. Go there one day and I take her to the <laughs> Archview and the waitress comes by and she says to the waitress, Do you know my, gran- my grandson, Jeffrey? He's zero. And that's all she said. So the waitress looking at me and she pours our coffee, walks away. And then the lady comes back, waitress comes back and grandma says, he's zero. <laughs> he's a good, a good kid. He's zero. So finally she looks at me. She goes, what does Millie mean by that? I go, I'm an operator. She goes, Oh, she goes, I was telling people in the back that your grandma's telling everybody you're zero. I go, well, a lot of people think I'm zero, but I'm actually zero on the phone. So I am zero. I'm not 411. We get back to her house. <laughs> she's telling me she's having trouble answering her phone. She goes, I just don't know what's going on. I said, well, let me look at it. So she looks at me and she goes, you tell me, Mr. Telephone Man, what's wrong? I said, okay. I knew right away what was going on. So I called home. And I told my wife, ring Grandma Millie's phone. So she rings the phone. I said to Grandma, answer the phone. So she goes to grab a phone. She goes, see, it's dead. I go, Grandma, you're dialing your old phone. They changed phones. You never threw your phone back out. I said, you're answering the old phone that's disconnected. I held up the wire. I said, you're answering the phone that's disconnected. I said, you need to throw it out. So I took it all. I said, you had the old phone sitting next to your new phone. because you got like a new rotary phone? I said, "You're (laughs) you're answering... The dead phone. That's why it's, you're not getting any calls or you think you're getting crank calls and people are hanging up. They're not because you're answering the wrong phone. So that ended that little fiasco. That's one of my favorite stories about her. But <laughs> And the weird part was, once she would use the phone, she would use the good phone to make the phone calls. But once she would answer the phone that would ring in, she would pick up the dead phone. That was grandma. And I don't know if I mentioned this, but she used, she was very vain. She used to wear like, six inch spiked heels up until she was like 90 okay and she explained to me one time why she wore high heels that she started wearing them when she was 14 she was born in 1904 and she lived to be 100 three weeks she died three weeks after 100 but she had to wear these boots that used to lace up uh, like high boots but they had heels so it got her ankles and feet used to wearing high heels and she never. I don't think I ever seen her in my life wear until they moved her to a nursing home when she was like 95 that ever without high heels. She wore high heels. is She spent one day in a hospital, and that was because she got a hold of some bad shrimp dip. She had a rash all over her body. So I took her to the hospital, emergency room, and the lady asked her, when's your birthday? She goes, oh, 4th of July. She goes, well, how old are you? What year? And then all of a sudden, grandma couldn't hear her. I said, the lady kept asking her, how old are you, ma'am? So then she looks at me, how old is your grandma? I go, I don't know. I said, she's anywhere between five and a hundred. I said, so we got to figure this out. So grandma would not answer how old she was. She was just like so vain. She wouldn't answer it. It was just incredible. Finally, I looked at the lady. I said, look, just put it down for 80. Okay, make up a number, put it down. I said, does it matter? Okay, her rash is really bad. Put any number down. It doesn't matter, right? Well, no, it's just a question we have to ask. I go, okay, let me answer for her. She's 80. Okay, okay, good. I said, and that was it. So I got her home. She goes, I'm not 80. I go, I know that, Graham, and I know you were playing deaf. I said, so please, okay, I know what you were doing. She goes, okay, so that was it. Um, Again, Grandma died three weeks after 100. She was my dad's mom, okay? Grandma Millie had one son, was my dad. And he died when he was 56, so she outlived him by, what, 44 years. She outlived her only son, so just amazing. But she was a great woman, very smart, uh, just very fun to be around. Our song of the day is, of course, Saturday in the Park. It's the only one I know that really mentions 4th of July, so let's have some fun with it. Here we go. Coffee in the Park, I think it was the 4th of July. People dancing, people laughing, a man selling good coffee, singing Italian songs. Can you drink it? Yes, I can. And I've been waiting such a long time for coffee in the park. I think it was the 4th of July. On this day, happy 4th of July to everyone. Happy birthday to Grandma Millie up there, sitting there with Boucher and my mom and my dad. I'm sure she spoiled my dad, so I'm sure she was able to get him up there for at least one day. So uh, with that, happy 4th of July, everyone, and uh, enjoy the day. To my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better, coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's fifth son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne to Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for coffee break with Mary B's fifth son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcast. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. I would ask people, are Cubs winning? Yes. And I would tell people, I think my grandmother's going to be calling in. and. She would do that. She would call, when I told her, explain to her, stick the pencil in and turn that big dial, get it to zero, and you'll hear it ring. Someone says something. Listen for my voice. I said, you know, you can call me whenever, because she was laid up because of the mugging. And uh, for that whole summer of 84, and it converted her to be a big cup fan. So she was a cup fan uh, for the rest of her life, even though she lived right near Sox Park. She's she's a really really cool lady.